What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. And for those of you watching later, happy day, whatever day it is for you. I'm Karen Leslie, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today on the Inspired Choices Network for my show called Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I have lots to share today. I think I will have lots to share every day. And I'm riding on a little bit of a high right now. I was able to speak in person um, on a stage on Monday night, and I'm still kind of carrying that with me. And when I was actually speaking, I may re reference a little bit of it today, but it really, it really motivated me. It inspired me. It gave me, what's the word I want? Oh, it gave me, sorry, when I pause, it's because I'm hearing something. There's some from my message from spirit, but it gave me um, a new understanding of importance for what I have to say and a new understanding of just how many people are actually waiting to hear this. Now, I know that may sound boastful, and if that bothers you, well, that's okay. But I have a much greater commitment to this show, to all of you, and to all of the people that I will meet in the future. And it was just wonderful to be back on a stage again, speaking to people. So where are we at today? Well. You know, we're going to talk about our beliefs and how they impact us on a day to day basis and perhaps even in ways that you're not familiar with or hadn't really thought about. Now, if you were with me last week, we talked a lot about our thoughts and those repetitive thoughts, those ones that just like keep coming back and coming back and we get really actually frustrated or even depressed or annoyed that we keep having these thoughts. So if you are wondering a little bit more about how to work with your thoughts, then please go back to last week's show. You can find it in, on the Inspired Choices Network. If you look under Karen Leslie, um, Cultivating Kindness with Karen, and then under my podcast, it'll be there, super easy to find. Or you can look for me on any of your favorite platforms for your podcasts and just Google cultivating kindness with Karen and I'll pop up but I would encourage you to listen to it because it was a great foundation for some of the things we're going to talk about today with our belief systems so first of all let's look at I love the energy of words and what words mean so let's have a look at what the word belief and thought mean from um, an epidemiology perspective. It's one of the websites that I use all the time to help you understand the energy behind words and the uh, original meanings and energy in words. Because so, so often words have changed in their meaning and changed how we use them. But the original energy that was that's in that word 
that remains the same. And so this actually creates some conflict for us. We're using a word in a way that is common um, in whatever culture that you are living in, yet the energy behind that word is back from, I don't know, 1600s, 1400s, like a long time ago. And so this can be part of why we have some difficulties with what we're speaking, what we're expecting, what we would like to materialize in our world or actualize for us. And then it doesn't happen. So we may get into that a little bit later. That was a little bit of a side sidebar there for you. But let's look at the word belief, since that's where we're going to focus today. So in the website, the word belief means to hold dear, esteem, and trust. Makes sense to me, because if we say that we believe in something, it's usually going to have that energy of trust in it. It's got some kind of importance to us, some kind of truth to us. It has, um, hmm, it's got this element of don't mess with it. Not quite the word I was thinking of using, but don't mess with it. This is, this is my belief, right? Because we hold it dear. We trust it. Now, let's look at and see what the word thought means from the same website. So it says here, process of thinking to conceive of the mind, to consider. So they're quite different. And last week, we really did look at it from the process of thinking when we were looking at repetitive thoughts and what's going on there and the impact and the influence that the body and mind have in that role of those thoughts coming back. So again, to me, this makes a lot of sense. It is that that process that goes on. And really often that process is unconscious and the unconscious thoughts will help to drive the conscious thoughts that you're currently having. Right? So we're going to be looking at beliefs and we're going to explore how our beliefs shape our world, how they have shaped it, past tense as well, because our beliefs have brought us forward to where we stand right now. And they've influenced everything that's around us. They've influenced, they'll influence where you live, how you dress, the thoughts that you have, how you're processing things, whether you color your hair or you don't, whether you have piercings and tattoos or you choose not to. What kind of artwork you like? Maybe you don't even like to hang art. Maybe you like something else on your walls. Okay. Our beliefs begin to be shaped when we are infants. And as a very young child, as a newborn, we don't have the ability to use language to communicate. We only have sound and body actions or motions. And they communicate to the people who are our caregivers, you know, your mother, your father, a grandparent, whoever that might be, that's looking after you. 
as you communicate this way, you develop more and more of an understanding as to what works to get you what you would require, to get you fed, to get that diaper changed, and what doesn't work. You know, oh, well, I got totally ignored on that one. It starts a belief pattern in us about the people who are looking after us. How responsive are they? How attentive are they? How gently or roughly do they hold you? Do they move you? And then as we grow older and we become more verbal and interacting with those around us in a different way, then those beliefs get, uh, are in, okay, I'm saying imposed, that's the word that's coming. They're imposed, they're given to us over and over and over again. And so the more often we hear, experience, and witness the same thing, then the brain's going, this is a good idea. This makes sense. Okay, we need to remember this. And we start to develop beliefs. As we get older, we go into school, and then we're of ages where we have different types of conversations with our family and people around us. A whole new category of types of beliefs come in. You know, what's expected of you? How should you behave? How should you dress or not dress? What language is appropriate for you to use? What words did you say that got a real negative response? That was a, a big one in my family. Well, all of what I've just said was a big one in my family. How you present yourself, how you dress, how you speak, words you cannot use, topics you cannot talk about really instilled in me a belief pattern as to how I could behave when I was around other people. I remember being in high school. Yes, it was in high school and sitting at our dinner table. And we had been talking about um, abortion at school and probably in a health class, or I don't know, even remember what the circumstances were around it, but I brought it up at the table and oh my gosh, was I put down and shut up real fast. That was not a topic we would talk about in my house. So I didn't even have a belief as to whether I felt comfortable with abortion or was I uncomfortable with it? Like I had no idea because the people that I looked to to have conversations with wouldn't have a conversation with me about it. I only had the point of view that came to me from a teacher at school. So that's what I worked with until I got old enough to look into the subject on my own and make my own choices as to what my belief is. So how our beliefs are, are formed and given to us has such a wide, wide range of influence. Our nuclear family, our family of origin is massive in how we think. Our schools, our places of faith have a very big impact as to how we think. And often, although certainly not all the time, those different places outside of our family, those institutions 
can reinforce or uphold the beliefs that are in our families. You know, if um, a couple of my boys went to um, a Christian school for a short period of time, and so the, the information they were given there, you know, they were looking to see whether that was upheld at home or not. And at times it was, and at times it wasn't. And so I know that that caused them some discomfort, especially one son is to like, okay, where, where do I fit in? What do I believe? Is that wrong? No. I actually looked at it as a really good thing because it was important to me that my family grow up knowing who they are, knowing that they can create their own understanding of things, knowing that they can create their own beliefs. They didn't have to carry on the ones that I grew up with. And actually, I didn't want them, to be honest, to have a lot of the ones I grew up with. I wanted them to figure out life for themselves, knowing they had a safe place to have a conversation, knowing that they had somewhere that they could, you know, bounce ideas off of and create who they wanted to be. Did it work? Fingers crossed. I hope so. I think I have three amazing young men. Well, not that necessarily that young anymore. <laughs> men in my family. But that's not the way a lot of families are. You are taught often that this is the way our family does things. This is our family's belief. We've believed this for generations. So you, you need to believe that too. Is that comfortable? Or have you even allowed yourself to think about the idea that you could have a different belief? That you could choose something different? The strength of our beliefs cannot be underestimated or under... Uh, okay, I'm thinking again, it's coming through reinforced as to what it does to how you think and how you behave. Be honest, a belief is a program that you've been given. It's words that you've been told that you are to abide by in some fashion. A belief can be good and a belief can actually cause us difficulties cause us mental health struggles, cause us anger, and can mess up your whole way of thinking, to be perfectly honest. All right. So on that happy note, <laughs> we're going to go for our first break. I love that you're here with me today for Cultivating Kindness with Karen on the Inspired Choices Network. So stay with us. We will be back in just a few minutes, and we will carry on talking about beliefs and what we can do if we would like to change them. All right, I'll be with you shortly. Thank you. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. And as you just heard, please, if you've got questions and you're not here with us at the moment in the chat room where you can always join us and ask me questions directly, send me an email. Um, this topic today may actually uh, ruffle a few feathers, and I'm happy to chat with people more about it outside of the show. Or if you're listening to me live, please come over to the Inspired Choices Network and click on the um, chat room and come on in, log in, and let's have some conversations. It would be great because our beliefs we're taught our beliefs are really important. And I'm not saying they're not, I, it, they are. We do need to understand what works for us and what makes our life easier, what makes our life worth getting up in the mornings, what we want to follow, who do we want to listen to. But often we, we grow up not understanding that we have these choices. You know, do as father says, you know, don't upset things, you know, especially if you're a, a peacekeeper, if you're conflict avoidant, if you're somebody who just likes to make everybody happy, a people pleaser, anything like this. Or if you're at the other end of the scale, you're the rebel. You're like, you're going to disrupt. You're going to speak out whatever you want. You're purposely looking to get a reaction right? at both extremes the programming, the beliefs you've been given are driving the bus. And that's really uncomfortable in many ways. Even the rebel, like you're not happy with what you've been told in the program you got. So you're looking to break it open and bust it out. I get that. The people pleaser is just the one that also is not happy with the program but is trying to sh change things around and stay safe within that program in, in the opposite manner. That's all it is. But they're both responses are looking at what they're being told and going, I'm not buying this. This isn't working for me. I'm confused. I'm hearing this. Then I'm hearing this. And then this person over here is telling me something else. And I made a new friend. And I never even had thoughts like that before. Why could you look at the world in that manner? Right? It goes, it comes at us from every direction. So take a moment, think about you know, how were you brought up? What type of education did you have? 
What's your workplace environment like? How many opportunities do you have to ask questions? And to have that question actually listened to, have it heard by somebody who is willing to have you know, an honest and non-confrontational conversation with you. You know, not like me at the dinner table, like, no, stop, we don't talk about that. To me, that's not a response that was healthy. That's a response that came from fear because the person who said that to me didn't want to broach that topic for their own personal reasons. And, and that's okay, hoping that they understand their reasons for choosing to not have that conversation versus it just being fear and I can't go there. But it left a young person feeling really confused. It left me wanting to look outside of my family for information. And sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's not. So ask yourself, again, I'm going to say, what are your beliefs and how do they work for you? And can you see how they are a program that's just been given to you over and over again? And when we hear something over and over and over again, we start to buy into it as real and true. And then our brain, it kicks into gear. And we talked a little bit about this last week. But your brain's job is just to keep you safe and keep you alive. You know, it, it works with the functions of your body. We've got to keep that heart going. We've got to keep those lungs so they can breathe. We've got, you know, it keeps you alive. And that's amazing and great. However. It hears these programs, it knows you're, you're believing them, and so it's going to look for evidence to support them. It wants to show you that your belief is correct. It wants to show you that, yes, keep that belief, that's really important. So then it becomes harder and harder for you to actually change that belief. Because you're getting more evidence that it's correct. And this polarizes people all the time. This creates divisions. This separates us from people. It doesn't bring us together. It separated me from my parents as to what I felt I could talk to them about. Certain subjects, well, I had a good list of subjects, to be perfectly honest, that I just couldn't speak to them about. It created separation. It pushed me to go outside of my family for information. It was so important to myself and to my husband, but it was really it was really me since I was home full time to have that space where my three boys could come and talk to me about anything. And we did talk about all kinds of things. And there were times when I had to just sort of like, okay, just take a breath. It's cool. Just listen. Keep my energy open and see where they're coming from. What is it about this question, this topic, this experience that they need some kind of support on instead of me just saying, no, that's wrong. We don't do that. Providing 
creating that environment where we could have a conversation about things that were tough, you know, drugs, sex, bullying, fights, religion. I mean, one of my sons said, so why am I a Christian? I said, only because you were born to dad and I in Oakville, Ontario, Canada. He said, if you had chosen different parents and were born somewhere else into another family, you could be any religion or any faith that's on this planet. And then I said, you don't have to stay a Christian. You can be or follow any faith you want. I would hope that you would have a faith because I was explaining how I thought it was a good idea to have faith in something, but it didn't bother me, you know, what he would want to choose. It was important that he make his choice. So look at some of your beliefs around that. You know, why do you do the things you do? A lot of us don't want to look at them. And that's okay. I would hope that at some point you might want to have a greater understanding. It's okay to hear beliefs or be told things that um, contradict each other. And when you do, like, what an amazing opportunity for you to listen to both sides or three sides or four sides and, and truly be present and just listen. Hear where each person's coming from. And then take the information that feels real and true for you. Take the information that feels accurate or and follows who you would like to be and leave the rest behind. Create your own sense, create your own belief that works for you. Create that understanding of how things make you feel and how you respond to them when you hear them. And then build that strength within you to say yes, to say no, to say maybe. And you can say maybe. Be in a fact-finding position for a while. Gather information. Sit with it. Not all of us are meant to make a decision and create a belief and almost like a vow, like, yeah, that's what it's going to be for me in a heartbeat, in that instant. Many of us are supposed to just gather information Wait, sit with it, see how it feels, and then make your choices, make your decisions, choose what's right for you. So I also would encourage you not to feel like you have to be pressured into one side or the other. Know what works for you. Looking at your beliefs, looking at the beliefs of those that are around you and understanding that it's just programming. It's just information. It's just data that's been given to you by other people. And when we look at it that way, that it's just information, it's just, you know, facts that they feel are accurate and true. And then gather it all up and see what feels right for you. With keeping in mind as to what type of person you would like to be or present yourself as. And you can do this when you're younger as well. You can talk to your children about this in this way. 
you know, if you uphold this certain belief, what's it going to look like down the road? What will that give you? Making that choice will have some form of impact for you. It's going to result in something happening in your life. And so what is that? I don't think children, well, I guess you can be too young, but I think even younger children can be, can hear that, that, okay, so if you choose that and then you say what it is and say, okay, what do you think will happen next? And give them the opportunity to answer you in a way that doesn't um, create a reaction from you, a response and hopefully a response that lets them continue the conversation, okay? We all want to be heard and we all want to make choices for ourselves. Just sometimes being allowed to do so is very difficult. So on that note, we're coming up to our next break already. Like, oh my goodness. Like I said, lots to say today. So Please come back after this break and we're going to continue this conversation on our beliefs and looking at them now from the perspective of how would I like to change some of the things that aren't working for me anymore? What is it that I would like to do so that my beliefs can reinforce who I would like to be, who I show the world, not the beliefs that you are told you need to be and told to present to everybody else. So come on back after these few commercials to the Inspiring Choices Network. And you're here with myself, Karen Leslie, on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. See you soon. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back. So hopefully I haven't scared any of you off with my talk about beliefs being programming. But to be perfectly honest, that's all it is. 
It's just something you're told. It's pieces of information. It's facts that somebody has given you. Now, a fact, when something is deemed a fact, it doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that it's false. It's a tidbit. It's a bit of information that somebody has some form of belief or faith in, and it becomes a fact. Now, you can do studies, research, surveys, all kinds of things. You can collect up all of the data. You can present the numbers, and then people will say, but it's a fact. I would argue, okay, yes, it's a fact, but doesn't mean it's true. Bef oh, years ago, um, pre-children, and even for a while when I had my first son, I worked in the world of uh, marketing research. And for a while, I was the person that wrote all those surveys that people didn't like to take. And I was a national field director. I did trainings all across Canada. And then I moved into what's called the client side. And then I was responsible for getting the information back and presenting the results of what it is that you know we were looking into. You can make numbers say whatever you want them to say. You can choose to leave out bits of information. You can choose to highlight what it is that you wish to highlight. My numbers were accurate. I presented the data exactly and true to what came in. And from my perspective, for my ethics on how I chose to present everything, sometimes caused you know, some disputes when I would present them to the boardroom tables because I knew the agenda as well of the person who wanted the work done. Right? There's an agenda. There's an agenda with a belief. It's to have you think in a certain way. There's an agenda to have you behave in a certain way. There's an agenda to have you think a certain way. What if we could get rid of those? What if we could, okay, sure, you're going to want the agenda of keeping someone safe and keeping your child safe and out of harm's way. Totally understand that. And it's a great thing. We're looking to control a behavior in those situations to keep someone alive. Controlling how they think, from my perspective, can be quite different. Anything we do with an agenda attached to it has us, me, I'm first, versus putting out information and being in that space of conversation so that no one's first. All is equal. And everybody's opinion is just that, their opinion. If it's one that resonates with me, cool. Then I can adopt some of that information into how I would like to be. If it doesn't, then I can just let it go. I don't have to be upset with that person. I don't have to think poorly of that person. None of that. I can just, like they're saying, you know, agree to disagree, and that's okay. 
When I was speaking on Monday night, one of the things I talked about was how I, I didn't know how to have a dream. I didn't know how to dream. And I don't mean nighttime dreams. Like, you know, I mean, what would I like to be when I grow up? Where would I like to live? Did I ever dream of having a podcast? Nope. <laughs> because I held a belief that I didn't know how to dream. And for a while, that belief was being proven to be true for me. Because I didn't know how to figure out what this dreaming and how to look forward, what all that meant. And that's that was fine. And part of my conversation on Monday night was how after I had come out of being suicidal and had left that all behind me, I was just kind of coasting, thinking, okay, good, I'm going to be here. And then life really didn't take off like I thought it was going to. I still was getting depressed. And I was like, wait, no, I thought the depression caused the suicidal thoughts, but they're gone. Now I'm still feeling depressed. What's wrong? It was some of the beliefs I was holding on to still. That was causing my depression. And then when I realized this idea of dreaming for something, you know, um, that was new to me because you had to be here for a while if you want, you know, for that dream to come forward or to think about what you wanted a year down the road or even six months. And it was a process I had to learn to start to dream again. But before I could comfortably think about how to dream, I had to let go of those beliefs that I was holding that made thinking about or trying to have a dream virtually impossible. A belief can do that. Beliefs can be great in that, you know, you're struggling and you can say, okay, I know I can do this. I've done this before. I know I can do this. I, I believe in my abilities. There's a belief that's working with you. The belief that you don't have the ability to do something or that you're not enough for someone or something. You know, if you heard many times that you're not good enough at something or you're poor at something, well, there's a belief that's going to be holding you back. All our thoughts, all our beliefs create the world we're currently living in. Right? Remember, that brain, it wants to reinforce what you're thinking as being true, correct, right, perfect for you. When we get that reinforcement, then that's what we start to create more of in our world, right? Like, we are master creators. We are brilliant. We are absolutely brilliant. Even with all the programming we get, we are brilliant at creating the world we live in right now. And vast majority of what is currently in your life is based on the beliefs you have and the thoughts that you keep thinking. So if you created all this and I created all this and I created that I couldn't dream about the future and I created these suicidal thoughts, then I can 
uncreate them. I can create something new. And again, go back to last week's show. You'll have a greater understanding as to how to do that. And that it takes a bit of time. Neural pathways, they need some encouragement to create new ones and to have the ones that are currently very active sort of disintegrate and go away. But it's totally possible. If you can believe, and this is my belief, 100% own up to it, this is a belief. I believe that my thoughts create the world I'm in, that the belief patterns I have been holding on to and the ones I'm creating give me the life that I have right now. Is that a good thing? I'm hoping so, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I am hoping that I am working with my way of thinking to create more of the life I would like to have. And now, because I believe this, and it is a belief that I hold, when I see something that I'm not liking, that's not making me happy, that's giving me data or information that's like, ah, don't want this again. I created it. So what would I like to do to change it? How would I like to create something different for myself? It's really important to me for people to understand this, to understand how powerful our thoughts are and our beliefs are. And that to be perfectly honest, vast majority of them, if not like close to 100%, high 90s, aren't even yours to begin with. They didn't come from you. They came from family, institutions, media, courses you took, people you hang out with. And it's up to us individually to filter through those. Which ones work for you? Which ones don't? Which ones are holding you in a pattern that's keeping you stuck? Which ones empower you? Like, do you, do you listen to the commercials in between in our breaks, right? Kindness is a way to empower yourself. Your thoughts and beliefs are a way to empower you. A motivational speaker is there to inspire, empower, encourage you in some direction. Yet remember that everything that is said from that stage is their belief. Everything I said on Monday night was based on me, my experiences, my belief patterns. It was my hope that people would take away from that what resonated with them and leave everything else behind. Hopefully, because none of us love being criticized, right? Perfectly honest. But hopefully nothing I said made people feel really bad about me or be very judgmental towards me. But that may have happened because I may have said something that didn't fit in with somebody's belief pattern. That has to be okay with me if I'm going to stand on a stage and speak. That has to be okay with me if I'm going to sit here with you on this show and share what my beliefs are. To expect everybody to believe everything we say may be a bit of a tall order. 
to have hope and maybe even to expect that one day anything we say can be met in a neutral way of just listening and then having conversations. Now there's a dream for me. I would love that. How many times do we hear part of what someone's saying and a word or two, or perhaps the energy in which they're speaking, puts us off and we think, no, don't agree. And we we stop listening. We don't even hear the whole thing that somebody is saying to us because somehow, somewhere, what they said didn't fit with what that other person believes or finds truth. Our belief patterns create separation. And what if that could change? What if our belief patterns could bring us together? So on that thought, we're going to go to our next break. I can't believe that we're going into our last segment of the show already. Again, thank you so much for being here with me today on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Please reach out to me if you've got questions or if I've ruffled feathers, you can email me at Karen at karenlesley.ca. I'm on all different forms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. I'm around. So find a way to connect or join me here in the chat room and we can have conversations as well. So don't go away. We'll be right back and we'll wrap up a bit more about how our beliefs are driving the bus, to be perfectly honest, and then more specifics about what we can do about it. All right. We'll see you shortly. Thank you. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Wow. Welcome back for our last segment. As always, time is flying by. There's still so much I'd like to say. And I want to acknowledge, though, too, that I know I have been repetitive. I know I've been really, really trying to get across just where beliefs come from and to help you truly look at them. Like, are they helping you or are they keeping you stuck? Has the beliefs that you, you're you carrying around with you, you know, kind of puts you in a gilded cage? You know, you can see out, you can hear other things that are going on. But those little I just see the sort of gold walls on a, on a birdcage. Are they actually keeping you still inside with that little door closed? Because it's not comfortable to open up that door and start to hear things from a different perspective. Right? When we refuse to look at things from a different perspective, when we refuse to think that there could even be another perspective, 
we are so limiting ourselves. We're keeping our world actually very small. We're preventing ourselves from having, who knows, what other experiences that may be truly wonderful, but you're not going to find out because you're firmly planted in a belief system that won't let you. If I believed that all of my, well, I did believe, when I believed that the only reason I was depressed was because of a chemical imbalance in my body and that the only thing that would help me was medication, I limited my options. Now, I'm not saying medication is wrong. No, I am 100% not saying that. But to believe that that's the only thing that can help you is a limitation. So when I went beyond that, and I did use medications, but when I could also look at, okay, so what else is making me feel the way I'm feeling? And started to really look at my beliefs and hearing those thoughts that were being repeated over and over again. It gave me a door that cracked open for me to, you know, sometimes push open because it was very stiff, like it had been closed a long time. And it was like an old creaking door that just like, ah, this is so hard to look beyond. But I did. And it gave me encouragement. It allowed me to see things from a new perspective. And I picked things here, picked things there, chose other things as to what was comfortable, tried stuff. Some things didn't work. Okay, fine. That's okay. But all along remembering that I'm doing this to help myself and not to get angry, upset, or beat myself up when things don't work. I mean, what's the harm in trying out a new belief? If you believe, right, if you feel that this is actually going to benefit you. I mean, the harm may be that you're going to upset somebody else. That happens. This continual way of thinking is giving you the life you have now. It gives you the place you're living. It gives you the amount of income you're earning. It gives you the chair you're sitting on. It gives you your hopes or it gives you a lack of hope. It allows you to dream or it's like, "Mm, I can't do that. You're a master creator. You're brilliant. You're a miracle here on this planet. And you can change anything that you've created. Those who say no, that's their opinion. That's their belief. What do you choose to believe? And how do you choose to look at what other people say? And what space and energy can you be as an invitation? An invitation for people to come together not to separate us. These patterns over and over again, they're so firmly entrenched. And it can take some courage. So if you have this going on in in your life and you would like help changing it, then reach out. I'm just going to say it. I'm brilliant at helping people see their thought patterns, helping them understand where they're coming from, what's beneath them, and what's keeping them in place. If you would like assistance with that, okay, as I said earlier, 
Email me, find me on social media, find me through Facebook, wherever it is you hang out, get in touch with me and let's have a conversation. Go to my website, karenlesley.ca and you can hit the little button there that says book now and you can book a discovery call, which is like a 30 minute free call where we can have a conversation to see if we will work well together. And I'm also offering a brand new program, which I've just created. I did mention it last week, and I'm going to talk about it more each week, but it's called Disrupt Your Thought Patterns. That's what all of this is about. We have these thought patterns that we're not willing to change. We're not willing to alter them, partly out of fear, partly out of programming, but it's all by choice. So what if you chose to join me for eight days in a row? We'll have calls just one-on-one with each other, group calls where we can learn from each other, other ways that we can connect. We'll meet every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for 15 or 30 minutes to set our day up so that we can start to work together to disrupt the thought patterns. And you and I will meet individually at the beginning of the program so I understand what it is you wish to change. So I can help direct you specifically as well as generally with tools to help change these thought patterns that aren't working for you. So keep an eye out, look out for Disrupt Your Thought Patterns with Karen Leslie. I am so happy you were here today. I really hope I challenged you a bit today. I really hope that I gave you information that's making you pause. Look at how you believe, look at how you're thinking, and then come back next week. Join us on the Inspired Choices Network again for Cultivating Kindness with Karen. We've got a great topic called Honoring Your Path, right? Your journey, where you are at, and what that means to all of us, because it's different for every single one of us. And we'll explore that word honoring because sometimes it helps and sometimes it also holds us stuck. I wonder what your beliefs are around that. So please get in touch with me. I'm here to help you in whatever way I can. I want to thank you for being here and listening today. And um, thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.